So Srila Guru Maharaj, he reminds us that once Parvati Devi, the consort of Mahadev Shiva, she asked him, what is the highest type of worship? Aradhanam. Aradhananam sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param was his response then. Vishnu Aradhanam, the worship of Vishnu, that is the highest. So she is a little uh, disappointed. But then he said, Tasmat Parataram Devi Tadiyanam Samarjanam. He said, but Tadiya, to worship that which is most dear to Vishnu, or Vishnu, Krishna, said, that's even higher. So then she was happy because she thought, well, I'm, I'm serving you. So, and you're saying the Bhagavatam, Vaishnavanam Yata Shambhu. You're the highest devotee, I'm serving you, then I can be happy. And the Gauravastakam, Vishwanath Chakrabarti Tagur, the Sakshadhari Tenasamasta Shastre, Uktastatabhavyata Eva Sadhvi. What we can understand from the uh, revealed truth from the scriptures is that guru <clears throat> should be understood as sakshadhari, personally, Krishna, directly. Acharjamam bijaniyat navamanyeta karhajid namartya buddhyasuyeta sarvadeva mayo guru. Krishna tells Uddhava in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, Understand, the Acharya is my very self. It's the absolute descending and relative circumstance to deal with us personally, directly. It's mysterious. From the central conception of the infinite, Krishna, Jataka, Kela, Sarvatam, Naralila, Naravapu, Tahara, Sarup, Gopavesh, Venukar, Navakishore, Natavar, Naralila, Hoyanarup. From the central conception of the infinite comes Guru Rupa Harim Gauram. Krishna uh, is dealing directly and personally through this divine agency. What we sometimes call Guru Tattva, Srila Prabhupada rendered as the fundamental principle of Guru, Gurudev. We should remember every Guru is the disciple of another Guru. Tad Vritya Vritya Paricharaka Vritya Vritya. The servant of the servant of the servant. It's a hierarchy of servitors. So it means an extension an agency. So, but then we can conclude, all right, then there's no uh, a higher conception of guru than Krishna directly. But as in that sloka, tadiyanam samarjanam, elsewhere in the Lagu Bhagavatamritam of Rupa Goswami, quoting the Adi Purana, where Krishna says, those who say they're directly my devotees, they're not my real devotees or my highest devotees. But those who are devotees of my devotee, they're my real devotees. Srila <clears throat> uh, Guru Maharaj mentions when Srila Saraswati Thakur was touring South India, uh, they go from town to town and invariably, inevitably, someone in the town is introduced as being the, the preeminent 
devotee or religious person. We had this experience also. It's a way of preaching, actually. You go to the town, any town in India, and you say, who's known to be, you know, a devotee? And they go, Mr. So-and-so. And usually some wealthy man also. You go there and he'll arrange programs. It's, it's still where I guarantee if you do this today, <laughs> go to any town and, out and find that man, he'll arrange programs, you'll be there for a week. Right? So Srila Saraswati Thakur, they, he's introduced to some man and they say, this is Mr. So-and-so, you know, he has, he's known to, revered to be a great devotee. And Saraswati Thakur would say, and under whose guidance are you proceeding? That's the first question when devotees who are unknown to one another, under whose guidance? And they know, your guru, your spiritual connections, and uh, under whose guidance you're proceeding? No intermediate, directly the Lord Himself. And Saraswati Thakur bowing his head, giving some pranam. But later, with his own group of followers, he'd say, that man has no devotion. Who's revered to be such a great devotion? He has no devotion. Why? No asraya vigraha. Whom has he taken shelter of? Who is his guru? And the revered, you know, Mirabai, her songs, as Guru said, mad with praise of Krishna, but no mention of Radharani, of the others, of the devotees of Krishna, but mad with praise of Krishna. So rejected from the line of pure devotion, according to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Saraswati Thakur, Guru Maharaj not giving any recognition to the devotees of Krishna. And, and loving search for the lost servant. We have the chapter about Brahma Vimohan Lila and the beginning of the Brahma Stuti when Brahma starts Realizing, muhyanti yatsuraya, I've, I've been deceived in trying to estimate who is Krishna. This young cowherd boy with the kavalavetra vishana, with the food in his hand, his, a stick in his waist, playing on the flute. Uh, I have some experience with Narayan. Yastu Narayanam Devam, Brahma Rujari Devatai. Narayan, he looks like God, forearms, crown, looking very majestic. But this boy with the forest flower garland, the stick, and they just have a little stick. We can see it today. And you see some cowherd boy, they have a little stick like that. They're tapping them and getting them to go this way. It's not like a club. That's not what they carry. They carry a little stick. And they're tapping, and then they all go this way, they tap, they're going that way. That's what he has, a little stick <laughs> in his waist. Bamboo flute, barefoot. When Kangsa's mother is then, after Krishna dispensed with Kangsa, she has some part to play in the pastimes and Mathura Dwaraka, when she anticipates that the separation of the Braja Gopis, they may try and get Krishna to go back to Vrindavan, she's there where you could say, like the character who provides comic relief. She's saying things like, all those years of cow herding and they didn't even give him a pair of shoes. They're so ungrateful. <laughs> But Guru said, they don't wear shoes in Vrindavan. Maybe Nanda Maharaj. Krishna's carrying his shoes on his head sometime. But generally, Krishna's going barefoot. 
and making the impressions of his lotus feet and the, what, the flag, the elephant, thunderbolt, all these different auspicious marks <coughs> from the bottom of the lotus feet of Krishna, they're found all over Vrindavan. And the Kaliya Leela, that's how they find where he is. Like, follow the lotus feet. And, they, and you'll say, how are they still there? Because everyone in Vrindavan, not only the human beings, everyone is careful not to step on the lotus imprints of Krishna from his lotus feet or to brush them away. They treasure them. So they can follow them and see where he's gone. But Kongs' mother saying, all those years of cow herding and they didn't give him a pair of shoes for all the work he did. And she said, otherwise, if we calculate, how much is cow herding? What is the cost per hour? So factor in, he did this many years of cow herding at this much per hour, give them something. These ungrateful people. They want him to go back and work for them. <laughs> That's what she's saying. But anyway, Brahma, big Brahma, four-headed Brahma. Right? Forehead, when, when Shiva, we say Guru, son of Shiva, when Shiva, is, his disciples bring him into conflict with Krishna, <clears throat> the Shiva Dwar, Create, you know, he's a, how would you say? What would you call him? He's created by Shiva. Like he's a weapon, but he's a, a being. I mean, he's a, how do you describe that? <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> but like, uh, not wizard, but like, like monster practically. Anatoly has three heads, three, three legs, no, excuse me, three legs, three heads, six arms, and nine eyes right, to fight with the Narayana drawer. It was another type of weapon. So Shiva's brought in conflict with Krishna, but why did I mention this? That, oh, so Brahma, he's bewildered. The Bhagavatam tells us in the beginning, even the gods will be bewildered in trying to properly estimate Krishna. Right? Einstein, Stephen Hawking, they're bewildered in trying to properly estimate Krishna. And so Brahma says, No mijate brava puse taridambaraya gunjavatangsaparipitschala sanmukaya lakshma shide kavalaveta vishanavena Lakshmarashmriye-mridupate-pashupanga-jaya. says, Abra-vapu. His form is like the monsoon rain clown. I told before, Gurudev said, black is the color of Madhura Rasa. Cannot be seen in the ordinary sense so Gurudev, he gave this name, we say, and the slogan is Taridambaraya, and he named one devotee in Austria, Tarit, Taridambara or Tarit? Tarit, yes. So it means, um, uh, Umbar means your dress, Taridambara, Taridambaraya means who's wearing, covered in lightning dress. We can say yellow, that's kind of lame, Lightning, that type of yellow. Yellow kind of doesn't convey the intensity. <laughs> lightning, as if he's dressed in lightning. And what does lightning do? It illuminates. That's what is saying in the sloka. Who's abra vapu, he's very hard to see. It's a play on words, meaning literally, but also metaphorically. To see, to know, to understand, difficult. But Tari Dambar, but his lightning dress is revealing who he is. And Srila Guru Maharaj's famous explanation saying, that means Radharani, his potency, and by extension, her delegation, Sri Guru, 
Sri Guru is revealing uh, who is Krishna. Radharani, faith is the halo of Radharani, revealing Krishna conception. So it is the potency, and by extension, the delegation means Guru Tattva, the devotee who's revealing the position of Krishna. Srila Guru gives himself as an example when he joined Gaudiamat. I mean, when you want to talk about the stories of people coming to Krishna consciousness, Guru Maharaj's story is very interesting. On one Janmastami, he, he's listening very intensely to everything. So intense that actually one of the devotees forbid Guru Maharaj to uh, continue coming to the lectures because he said, nobody listens like that unless they work for the government. <laughs> so he thought Guru Maharaj was a government agent who was sent to like see if the Gaudiamad had some underlying political agenda. He said, nobody listens. Like, th- that's too intense. So you won't be allowed this evening. Imagine that. This shows you something also about uh, religious organizations. <laughs> the guy, he's going to forbid the, the Rupa Nuga Dara from going to the cloud. Everybody else can go, but not you. <laughs> But anyway, Guru Maharaj is there. He hasn't joined yet. One John Muslim, and he's thinking. It is said in the Bhagavatam, this is Guru Maharaj pre-Gaudiamat, that how Krishna is transferred from the heart of Vasudev to Devaki. This heart-to-heart transaction. Tene Brahma Hrida. That's the way it always is. Right? It's a conceptual transaction and not an abstract thing. Right? That's what Gurumar says also to me, to Dhyana. Krishna Abravapu is very difficult to conceive. And Gurumar says where he said, an almost abstract thing. We're so removed from a proper conception of divinity that we think like that. He said, so the devotee is nearer and more accessible to us. But I mean, so what Guru Maharaj is thinking on Janmastami, it's like maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night. He's sitting in the dark outside Saraswati Thakur's room and his meditation is, at midnight, Krishna will be appearing in his heart. That's what he's thinking. That's the power. Already he's tapped into the unique, extraordinary position of the devotee. So he's saying, he'll be, and then someone goes, who, who goes there? And Guru Maharaj identifies himself, and that devotee's saying, you can't do this. <laughs> and Guru Maharaj is just sitting in the dark saying, Krishna's going to appear in Saraswati Thakur's heart at midnight. I want to be here for that. He said, no, you can't do this. He said, you go at midnight again. Guru Maharaj will come out. There'll be some class. At that time, you can come. But... So anyway, that's what this is. The uh, simultaneous uh, appearance of the devotee and the good news is for us that means automatically we get Krishna. Asraya loya bhaje tari Krishna. Nahityaje Akarane Marane something. Naratam Das Thakur saying Krishna is unpredictable. We were discussing yesterday. Sometimes Guru Maharaj would say, prepare yourself to surrender to the whimsical absolute. That's the way of putting it. That means he is Swarat not dependent upon anyone or anything for his movements. Pashupanga Jaya means he's very slow and sure in his movements. So we cannot uh, guarantee Krishna 
So Narottam saying, take shelter of the devotee of Krishna. Then Krishna connection is guaranteed. When <clears throat> Guru Maharaj, after joining Gaudiamat, was on Saraswati Thakur's appearance day, and Professor Sanyal was giving a talk, and Guru Maharaj was thinking, we're told, Adao Gurubhashaya, you look in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of Rupa Goswami, this is the beginning of spiritual life in earnest. Saru Sangha Bhajana Kriya, we're here from Krishna's agent, take shelter of his devotee. Uh, take shelter at the lotus feet of Sri Guru. Guru said, but there was some concept in him at that point thinking, in the future, my heart's inner hankering for direct contact with Krishna will be satisfied. But then he heard Sanyal give this lecture where he said, we only know you and through you and on account of you do we have any connection with Krishna. He said, then the transformation took place as exemplified in the line, kintu praboya priya evatasya bande guru sri charanaradhanam. A shift takes place in guru conception from sakshadari, Krishna directly, to prabhu priya, Achuta Priya, the one who is most dear to Krishna. And everyone will like to say, my guru, Madguru Sijaguru, my guru is most dear to Krishna. But of all of those who are most dear to Krishna, who is most dear to Krishna? Srimati Radharani. So the shift takes place from the conception of guru, uh, being Krishna to his potency, um, Srimati Radharani, described by Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Radhaskama, the Ujrala Rasa Acharya, whom all others, great, noble, and chaste ladies in Puranic literature and described elsewhere, all pale in comparison. So, the uh, aspiration of all us in the Rupanuga line is to Ashabari Amrita Sindhu Mayi Katanjit Kalomayati Gamita Kila Sampratam He Tomchait Kripam Mayi Vidashi Naivakimme Prane Brajena Nabuchabaroru Bakari Napi. The aspiration for Radha Dasyam, the service of the lotus feet of Srimati Radharani. When Srila Gurudev went with Srila Guru Maharaj to Hapania, then been there in some 20, 30 years, Krishna's Babaji Maharaj, Jajavar Maharaj, Achyutananda was also there. At that time, Babaji Maharaj told, we're seeing Hapania like Barshana, this is a very high compliment and on target, ontologically, saying, we're seeing him, Srila Guru as Radharani's delegation, then we're taking this as her place. But we see in the relationship between Srila Guru and Srila Gurudev, Srila Bhakti Sundar Govindadev Goswami Maharaj, like Lalita Saki, to Radharani, Radha Mukunda Parab, Radha Mukunda Parasam Bhavagarma Bindu, Nirmanchano Pakarani Kritadeho Laksham, Utunga Sohrita Vishesham Vrishat Pagalbam, Devim Gunai Sulalitam Lalitam Namami. Rupa Goswami is praising Lalita Saki like anything for her Pragalbam, her boldness in asserting the position of Srimati Radharani. If we look carefully at Srila Gurudev, Srila Govinda Maharaj, he's always boldly asserting the position of his Guru Maharaj. And in that, the God brothers of Guru Maharaj, rather than finding that objectionable, 
they're finding it um, praiseworthy and giving their full blessings to him for this type of unique, exclusive, unalloyed devotion to the lotus feet of his own Gurudev. As they would note, things they tried, the, the most competent God brothers and the Gaudiamat, the what we consider the Guru Varga, like in Gurudev's pranam mantram, the what does it say? Guru Ganai Ashish Shambhushitam, the Guru Gan, that means the Guru Varga, Ashish, their blessings, Sambu, he's decorated with their blessings, Keshava Maharaj, um, Tirtha Maharaj, you know, things they tried to do and were, were unable to achieve. They said, Govinda Maharaj does with his intelligence. Right? They're giving high recognition to him. When uh, with Goswami Maharaj, who was authorized in Saraswati Thakur's lifetime as his Ritvik, when he met with the is it, uh, governor of Bengal, they're showing a picture of that meeting, and Gurudev sees that there's a picture of Saraswati Tagore with the garland, the governor with the garland, but Goswami Maharaj who arranged it, he's without a garland. And Srila Govinda Maharaj said, I know why you are without a garland. And Goswami said, why, I don't need a garland. There's a garland for Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur, or a garland from the governor. He said, no, actually you should also have a garland. But I'm thinking, the man who uh, is supplying those garlands, he's late, there's some problem. So you were garlanded and you took your garland and put that on the governor of Benoit. And that's why you are without a garland. Otherwise you must have a garland. And Goswami Maharaj said to him at that time, you have surpassed Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur. <laughs> because Vishwanath Chakrabarti is always finding in some seemingly uh, a detail of some pastime, he's extracting some deep meaning from that for the edification of all the readers and the devotees. So he is always um, being praised by him. One devotee asked Madhava Maharaj, why are you always praising Govinda Maharaj so much? And Madhava Maharaj said, when you see that type of devotion, this type of exclusive devotion, if you don't praise that, then there's some fault on your part. He said, I cannot but praise him. And then of course, Srila Swami Maharaj Prabhupada saw in him, we can say, the son he always wanted, the kind of son he wanted, he saw, and at the time, Gorindu Brahmachari, who was living with him in Calcutta while he's working on the Bhagavad Gita translations. He's teaching him Bhagavad Gita. During the day, Srila Govinda Maharaj is taking back to Godhead magazines and um, distributing them to people in Calcutta, coming back, telling Prabhupada what people said, what opposition he ran into. So, uh, so much <clears throat> appreciation he had for him by living with him, and it was Prabhupada as a householder, um, taking breakfast together, so much so that after Swami Maharaj Prabhupada spread Krishna consciousness all over the world, he invited Srila Guru Maharaj to the opening of the uh, Iskant Chandradoya Mandir in Mayapur uh, for the deity installation, the official opening of you know, the International World Headquarters. And at that time, Srila Guru Maharaj's health was not so good. So Guru Maharaj spoke briefly and then he spoke briefly. They, that, they can't do that. It can go to, you know. Uh, and 
because his health was not good, he spoke briefly and then he asked Srila Govinda Maharaj if he would speak something. Krishna's Babaji Maharaj was also there. So, uh, Srila Gurudev, Srila Govinda Maharaj said later that he wasn't expecting to speak, actually. So, he didn't prepare anything. So, like, spontaneously, this inspiration descended in him. It's really lilic, like a divine pastime. He quoted the meeting of Mahaprabhu and Raghupati Upadhyay, where Raghupati Upadhyay says, Kam prati kataitam ishe samprati ko patitamayatu go patitanaya kunje gopa viduti vidang vitang brahma. Who can I tell and who will believe me? In the original, Mahaprabhu is asking Raghupati Upadhyay, <clears throat> what do you think is the best type of worship in the world? Where would you concentrate your attention and your energy? And he's saying, he begins by saying, whatever's prescribed in the Vedas, the Shrutis, the Mahabharata and all that, what I want to know is, what does he say? Ahangiha nandam bande yasyalande parambrahma. What is Nanda Maharaj doing? In one step, he goes to Ragamarg, Ragabhakti. What is Nanda Maharaj, what did he do that the parambrahma is crawling in his courtyard? Vedas say this, Upanishads say that, I'm familiar with all these things. What did Nanda Maharaj do? That's caught my attention. I think if we will focus ourselves there, we'll draw the greatest wealth and remuneration. In three slokas, he's covering everything. We don't have time. We've run out of time. Saraswati Thakur's movement is jump, leap. You don't have much time. So... <clears throat> but Mahaprabhu says, is there anything more you could say? I like what you just said, tell me more. And that's when he says, come um, pratikatai. Um, who can I tell? Maybe there is more to say, but who could I tell this to? <clears throat> and if I could find somebody to tell it to, would they believe me? That that Parabrahma, Krishna, who the Vedas are indicating the direction to find him in the Upanishads, and he's rarely achieved by the gods, otherwise his human-like pastimes bewilder them, that what is he doing? He's hunting the Brajagopis and the Kunja and Vrindavan. Do, is, can you find somebody who I could tell this to, and they would believe me? <laughs> so brilliantly, Srila Gurudev, he takes this sloka, and reflecting on his pastimes with Srila Swami Maharaj, when he was Abhai Charanaravindade, the disguised as a mild-mannered householder in Calcutta with the uh, Bengal Chemical Company or the pharmaceutical, the pharmacy. He's saying, who can I tell, who would believe me if I tell them that Abhai Babu, that he would be the one to fulfill Mahaprabhu's prediction Pritibite Zatanagaradi Gram, Sarvatra Prachar Hoi Be Mornam, Bhakti Vinod's prediction that this would spread all over the world, that it would be him. Who would believe me if I told that to them? And Guru Maharaj, when he was telling us, he said, Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj became very excited and went, Hare Krishna! He said, I knew when he quoted this, he captured the audience. So, in other words, it was something from his heart. The Srila Govindamara, as we see, as sneha vigraha, affection personified. So when he came time to glorify Swami Maharaj, he could say so many things about Guru or exalted Vaishnava, but to select this sloka was so extraordinary and something uh, heartfelt. So everybody was pleased with that. Of course, Srila Swami Maharaj, he was very pleased. Uh, 
to be praised in this way. And this way Guru Maharaj is pointing out that if everyone thinks, oh, of course Sridhar Maharaj is going to praise Govinda Maharaj. He's given everything to them and he's praising him like anything. But Guru Maharaj himself is dealing with this by saying, and all my God brothers, they're also recognizing his extraordinary qualities and praising him. But Srila Gurudev, his, um, arrangement, you can say, with Srila Gurumaras, is like what is expressed by Rupa Goswami in the Lalita Saki verse. Radha Mukunda Parasam Bhavagama Bindu Nirmansino Pakarani Kritadehu Laksham. That Gurumaras, on his veranda, in his zone, he's writing the Prema Dhamma Stotram. So many slokas coming up with the subjective evolution of consciousness, the golden volcano of divine love, all of these things. He is generating from his heart so much extraordinary susidanta. Srila Gurudev is ensuring that no disturbance will enter that plane to interrupt Srila Gurudev's divine internal dialogue. So he is moving on the plane of Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, organizing all the seva there amongst all the servitors. He did that in the lifetime of Guru Mars, and afterwards when Guru Mars gave him the reins of the Mat and told that everyone now you'll see what was in somewhat a suppressed position on account of just serving Srila Gurmars. He said, now who he is and what he's capable to contribute, you're going to understand something. And we can see that evidence and the, um, besides the so many talks and lectures and unique uh, viewpoint Gurudev is giving, he also composed so many slokas and praise of Srila Guru Maharaj, the Arati songs, the Nitai Chaitanya Arati, the Gupta Govardhan Arati, the Giriraj Arati, what he extracted from Garga Sangita and other books, but listed when he had to formally present his position, he calls himself the President Sevayat, Acharya of the Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, that although it appears to be the master position, he's taking himself as being a uh, servitor of his Gurudev, of his Guru Maharaj, always desiring the, to be the chief servitor of Srila Guru Maharaj. When at any point, when he, it becomes clear to him that any service, whatever it is, no matter how trivial it might seem or undesirable from an objective point of view, he's not only ready for that service, he's eager for that. Um, sometimes you know, he would say that, you know, one word from Srila Guru Maharaj is sufficient to make us his slaves forever. That was his personal feeling, or in his dealing with his disciples and assistants and servitors, if they're um, promoting the glories of Srila Guru Maharaj, he considers himself that they, they've purchased him. Now he's their servitor. So, um, Srila Guru Maharaj by nature was a, a recluse, meaning he is uh, living alone for the most part, engaged in his internal dialogue. Srila Gurudev is the opposite of that. He is always moving in a group. If he goes in a car, if it seats five, he's got nine people. Right? On his veranda, there's 20, 30 people all day and night. 
sometimes I would think the only time he was alone is when he went to the bathroom. <laughs> he, and in the midst of that, a veranda with 20, 30 people on it, he could like compose Sanskrit, Bengali. He's not disturbed by that. Or... So really, as, as much as Guru Maharaj is known for his uh, Susadanta and his concepts, People who have never met him, they will hear his concepts and that will make some deep impression in their heart and convert them. In a similar way, Srila Govindamars is known for his affectionate dealings. What those concepts of Guru Maharaj personified in him and super affectionate dealings. And that's how he's converting everybody. One on one, by their meeting him, and some heart-to-heart -heart transfer taking place. And the final days, one Russian devotee was there. This is like three or four days before Gurudev's uh, departure. And he could barely talk or move. He was very weak. He had like, there's some boys never met before. They're saying, here's such and such, uh, you know, aspiring devotee from Russia. And Gurudev took like, some tea from his own cup, poured it in the cup, gave it to him and a few crackers like, this is what I can do for you right now. Forgive me, I can't speak to you. I but like struggling to like give him something, to give him some mercy. He's very personal and very affectionate. So, <clears throat> and all of us, Sometimes we would think, how can he um, tolerate us? Sometimes Maharaj said, after dealing with all of you, he said, nothing will surprise me. <laughs> he said, the only thing that surprises me is that they're chanting Hare Krishna in China. <laughs> he said, that surprises me. But after dealing with all of you, nothing will surprise me. <laughs> He said, but, he said, my fault is I believe in everyone. He said, no, that is not your fault. That is your good quality. And in his, some of his last words, he said, everyone has some fault, little or small. That is not the question. He said, but who has a devotional mood? That has to be acknowledged, recognized, accepted, and praised. That was his sort of guiding principle, how to deal with everyone, not to zero in, to hone in on what their faults, their shortcomings, their flaws are, but to see is there some spark of devotion there, some devotional tendency, and to give full recognition to that. When we are visiting there and, and, <clears throat> and in the presence, of such great servitors feeling ourselves empty. Uh, Guru Dev would say, your future is so bright. Your future prospect is so bright, you can't properly imagine it. Because he is not seeing our flaws or our faults, but rather our serving potential, reality potential. Muktir hitvanyata rupam svaropena vibastiti how we can serve and thrive and blossom in the seva of Guru and Vaishnava. When that example, when he <coughs> created the Mat logo, this Gayatri Murlista Kirtana Dhanam Radha Padam Dimai, and it shows lotus floating on the water, the which rep water represents Guru, the lotus, the shisha, and Krishna, the sun. Saying, when the lotus is safely situated on the waters, or the disciples sheltered in the lotus feet of Sri Guru, then Krishna, the hot Krishna sun, nourishes the lotus. That's Gurudev's idea. Guru is saying, remove the lotus from the water, and the very son of Krishna will burn the lotus. But Gurudev is showing, no, in that safe position, 
how the lotus will blossom, how the disciple will be nourished by Krishna conception. So he, from the very beginning, we know when he was, before he was conceived, that his parents, his mother, father, they prayed to Mahadev, Shiva, that he might send one of his own to him, to them. And that happened. But there were some, Gurudev was laughing once, telling the deal, if you want to call it that, was that when he was 17, he would take sannyas. And there's some sannyas that's popular in Bengal called Shiva sannyas. When you're like 17, you take sannyas for a month or two. So they're thinking, oh, all right, we can tolerate that. But Gurudev said, they did not know it would be forever. (laughs) And we were in London, and he was, his servitors, they're packing everything, getting ready to go to America. And Gurudev said, he started reflecting back on his childhood pastimes. And he'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and be on the, crawl onto the lap of his father. His father would wake up and start teaching him the different pranam mantras for like Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwarpur Yuga. He's learning Sanskrit when he's like two or three years old. But he said when he was there in Bamanpar, everyone loved him and he loved everyone. Even the trees loved him. The every, all the animation. He said, and then this devotee who'd been sent there to preach on behalf of Guru Maharaj and Chaitanya Saraswat Mahat, in Gurudev's words, he said, he came talking this nonsense that your mother is nothing, your father is nothing, this world is nothing, you'll have to give it up. (laughs) He said, but that nonsense being spoken by the, he said, it struck a sympathetic chord in his heart, which is interesting because normally <clears throat> people will tell some story about how miserable they were in the material world, and that provided some inspiration to approach the Vaishnavas, right? Chatur vidha bhajante mam jana sukriti norjana. Arto Jigyasa, Artarki, Gyani Chaparatarshaba, and the Gita, four types of people in different distressful conditions approach me. But Gurudev was saying, yeah, I was very happy. Everything was going on nicely. And that Sadhu came saying these things that his heart could not refute. Despite all the superficial happiness of village life and family life, this struck a sympathetic chord in his heart that could not be denied. So, with one of the Mott devotees, they swam across the Ganga, came to the Chaitanya Saraswat Mott in Navadweep, and there, at the advice of Krishna's Babaji Maharaj and others, they saw something very <clears throat> extraordinary in him, special in him, and advised Srila Guru Maharaj to give him special training and special attention. <clears throat> so much so that after a brief time, Guru Maharaj announced that he will succeed me. Because he saw in him, in his own words, a natural paramahamsa. He already came, evolved spiritually. And Guru Maharaj, to give his special training, telling Gurudev for a while. So, remember, his father, in his own words, he said, he was a big Sahajya guru. Mm-hmm. Knows so many of these very high songs. Gurudev knew all of these high songs. And Guru Maharaj told you just suppress that for now. And he ticked off 30 songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Sharanagati, and learn these. 
He's saying that's like, uh, you know, maybe a year project or something. Within a week, Gurudev knew all those songs. And we're thinking, oh. Guru Maharaj giving a talk once. And if Guru Maharaj enters a particular zone where he says something very high and refined, he wants to make sure you're getting that. He looked at Gurudev and Srila Govinda at the time. Man, he's a young boy. He's like teenager. He's dozing. And Guru Maharaj, hey! And then he presses them about the point, and Srila Govindamaraj perfectly represents that point, and Gurumar is going like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's saying like, how does he, he's dozing, and he gets, <laughs> why is he dozing? Because he's serving Gurumaraj 24-7. Sometimes serving Gurumaraj means serving householders. Exalted household couples with him, Gurumars would offer Gurudev, he would be their servant for their stay. They'd be in the rooms, Gurudev would be out in the hallway as their like foot servant, always serving all the, seeing them as exalted servitors of Gurumars. But anyway, and in time, Gurumar is turning over all the Matseva to him. In the beginning, some devotees were envious of that. They see Gurumar is, if we say this is a heart-to-heart transaction, because we'll think, why is someone favored? It's not in some kind of mundane favoritism. It's the same with Krishna. Krishna is supposedly neutral, but why does he favor the devotees? Because they've given themselves heart and soul to Krishna. So he reciprocates. If someone becomes Krishna's slave, Krishna becomes their slave. The infinite comes under the control of the finite. Ahang bhakta paradino hyasvan tantra ivadvija saruvir bhakta hridayo bhaktair bhakta janapriya That's why so because he'd given himself heart and soul to Guru Maharaj, he's got that coming as a reciprocation. So, because, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the time when during mango season, the so-called Mat commander he wants to make life, seeing how much Guru Maharaj favors him, he wants to like make his life miserable. Maybe he'll leave. So he's giving him rotten mangoes, and man, you know, where you have to like cut out like a part of it. So Gurudev cannot tolerate that. He climbs the mango tree. He's eating the mangoes, and that devotee's very upset, reports him to Guru Maharaj. To get him in trouble, Guru Maharaj calls him in, explains the situation. And then, but his, he has so much love for Srila Gurudev. Guru Maharaj said, actually, I have all the good mangoes under his bed. So he gives the best, most first-class mangoes to him. But <laughs> after like saying, here's the system and everything, like, okay. Then he gives him the best mangoes. Gurudev goes outside and he's eating those mangoes in front of that other devotee. <laughs> so that plan to discourage him backfired. <laughs> and so many other things. But in time, he, when Gurumars wanted him to take over the achargeship of the Mat. At that time, Gurudev said, I'm offering myself to him like a goat. And in Bengal, that has some special meaning. So he's saying, as your goat, if, you, if it pleases you to snip off my tail, then do that, or to slit my throat. And actually, that's an example quoted by Rupa, Rupa Goswami on Jiva Goswami in Bhakti Vrasamrita Sindhu. What is Ananya Bhakti, exclusive unalloyed devotion, is offering oneself like that. We, we can only talk about it. Gurudev Srila Govindamars lived it, personified it. 
if we glorify this quality of his and what he demonstrated, some good will come to us for acknowledging it and recognizing it, as Madhava Mara said. If, if you don't praise that kind of devotion, some kind of fault will come to you. Sometimes Gurudev calls himself one master dog. Right? Like that. Everything focused exclusively on the service of Srila Guru Maharaj. And that's his modus operandi, the expansion, growth, and development of the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat under his direction. How many world tours? 22, 24? I can't even count them properly. And the Mat's expansion all over the world. In his opinion, it's for the service of Srila Guru Maharaj, not for his own glorification, but the beauty of Krishna consciousness. We see the servitor, like he likes it, the dignity of the divine servitor, that's him. You know, affectionate guidance, it's actually him. Any book of Srila Govinda Maharaj, if you look at the title carefully, really it's most applicable to him. Right? He's the divine servitor. He's the one giving affectionate guidance. When others are pushing him not to be affectionate, to come down, you know, with, what do you call it, discipline, he's giving affectionate guidance. And if you press him, why? When something else seems called for, he'd say, because that's how Guru Maharaj was with me. That's why. And we can say from our own, you know, small position, whatever. Yeah, Guru Maharaj didn't give all of what he gave to him. He didn't give that to everyone. Something because what he gave was extraordinary. So what he got was extraordinary. That's what he's not telling. It's not that he was randomly selected. As Srila Swami Maharaj says in the... Um, his own meeting with Saraswati Tower, he says, by divine arrangement. In retrospect, we see it as divine pastimes, as Leela, how every step of the way, how he came to the lotus feet of Srila Guru Maharaj and then expanded the glories of Guru Maharaj all around the world and affectionately, mercifully included us. Our fallenness was not uh, an obstacle, but rather Gurudev would joke that he felt comfortable. <laughs> Guru Maharaj said that too, when he said, in many ways he's more qualified than me. Part of the meaning of that is Guru Maharaj cannot mix extensively with our section. But Gurudev has no problem doing that. Um, so today, now, even Anuradha, she's telling me, looking at Gurudev and reading uh, Revealed Truth, feel some affectionate guidance, love and affection coming, even to the present generation of devotees. It's real, it's substantial. This is still living in his followers. After the disappearance of Saraswati Thakur, Guru Maharaj mentioned one Jyotishi when Guru Maharaj and other leading disciples of Saraswati Tagore, they're traveling and preaching and he said, like, you know, I'm sorry to say, but what I found in him, I don't see that in, you know, his disciples. And using that as some excuse to uh, maintain some distance. But Guru Maharaj told him, he said, but do you believe that what he came to give, he was successful? Yes. And I, and I was happy to hear this because I used the same argument with disciples of Srila Prabhupada, Swami Maharaj, saying, you say, Prabhupada spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. But then you say, but there's no, no one who's evidence of that. 
this Krishna consciousness, he spread all over the world. Is any, did anyone get anything? If you say no one got anything, then you're indirectly slighting him. You say he spread Krishna consciousness all over the world, then there should be some evidence of that. People who are in varying degrees, Krishna conscious. And yes, we will concede they are not Krishna conscious to his level. As that man said, Gurumar told, yes, Saraswati Tharad, not to his level, but you say there's nothing? Gurudev so many times quoted one of the God brothers of Gurumar's and disciple of Saraswati Thakur saying, 5%, 25%, 50%. But to say nothing. So then we will say in the present context, Srila Govindamars, who is the Sneha Vigraha, affection, love and affection personified. And he treated so many, his disciples, followers, and friends, with this love and affection. There's none of it to be traced in any of them. That's not possible. Yes, not to his degree that we will concede. But there's something there, something very valuable. That's my experience. And dealing with all of his disciples, followers, and friends, there's something each one of them has a special gift, you can call it, and their recollection of dealing with him. And, and in that regard, this evening, we're going to meet again. And Paruski. <laughs> so that, you know, that everyone will get the opportunity uh, to say, to express something uh, in appreciation. He mentioned with him, on this point, there are those there are disciples of Saraswati Tagore that said, although he did not directly meet with them, they said, we found in him as if he had direct connection with him. And that's the point. People can still feel Srila Govindamara's love and affection. It surfaces within us from time to time. We can hear him guiding us affectionately to be kind to others, not to be cruel. You know, my religion is finding fault with myself. That time when he said that to me, there was someone I felt was so offensive and damaging to the faith of other devotees that I was like pushing that they not be allowed. But Avadut Maharaj and Srila were continuously you know, Abhidut will always uh, say, he just needs association. <laughs> and it's hard to argue with that. We don't argue against the power of association. Satsanga sevadir, you know, but another I'm saying, oh, sadhu sanga satovare, improvement by superior association. So I thought, I really have to readjust myself. And Gurudev was out in the afternoon and I met with this person. And as hard as it was, I readjusted myself. So then Gurudev comes back and I'm sitting, and I'm now very proud of myself also for this extraordinary change of consciousness. <laughs> and I can't wait for him to come back so I can tell him how good I am. <laughs> so he comes and I said, you know, Maharaj, I've changed my opinion about so-and-so. Oh? And I said, yeah, now I'm thinking, I'm now I'm agreeing with you, and I would do, and then Gurudev says, I can never say that. <laughs> I said, no, no, I'm agreeing with you. He goes, no, I can never say that. And he said, finding fault, and he, then he was taking the other side, and he saw this like look of disbelief. I mean, that's when he said, my religion is finding fault with myself not others. And I thought, oh, who sits beneath Trinadupi suni chena tarorapi sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtinya sada. He sat beneath that sloka. When Kaviraj Goswami says, wear it as a garland, Gurudev wore that, as a gar that sloka as a garland guiding his own life. And I said, when did you realize that? He said, oh, Maharaj, out of desperation, nothing else works. 
like having exhausted every other possibility, this is, and that's how he made everything go on, how he harmonized the so many different egos of everybody was with where Garland did with Mahaprabhu's teachings. But I thought here, when he said, my religion is finding fault with myself, he's like distilled this from that as well. So he didn't make a big announcement about it. It wasn't an extensive talk. It was one line. My religion is finding fault with myself. You know, another time when he was praising that our future is so bright. And uh, <laughs> I thought, I told him, this praise you're giving, mainly it was for the uh, uh, books of Guardian Devotion Press. I said, you know, I was telling him actually like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> And I looked at, he was like hurt. And he said, I am practicing my religion. Like, you know, Amani Nam Manadena. Like, you, you, you hurt my feelings by suggesting that this is some type of flattery. I'm, you know, following Mahaprabhu's teachings. Then I went, oh, what have I done? But still, he's mercifully going on. In the midst, every day we're offending him in so many ways. And he's not making an issue out of that. Just he knows who he is also. Just keep being merciful. Keep being affectionate. Keep nourishing. One of his favorite words, nourish. Nourish the devotees. And all good will come from that. Nourish them by glorifying the Vaishnava. Nourish them by glorifying Guru, the Guru Varga, Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu. And then automatically, he never asked for anything. But thousand times over, hundred thousand times, a million times over, what he could desire for the service of groomers came to him without asking anyone for anything. Automatically coming in connection with him and realizing the purity of the sort of love and devotion, affection in his heart for his Gurudev, automatically people would give everything to him, including themselves. I get told when Srila Trivikramaraj after he gave everything, the five, Guru didn't say, five miles wide, five, the property. Like, what did he give? Himself. <laughs> Which is what Gurudev wanted all along. Hare Krishna. Jai. Srila Bhakti Sundar Govinda Dev Goswami Maharaj, Abhir Bhav Maha Mahotsavati Ki Jai.